It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. Your week, your sports, back at it another week. I'm John Glass here with Mr. Christian Brown and Jeff Matthews. Boys, how we doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Fourth of July, we uh, took the week off to celebrate this great nation. Yes, we did. Uh, had some hot dogs, some hamburgers. Best part. Uh, yep. Uh, no mac and cheese, though. Oh, that is not. Look, here's this may be a controversial statement, but mac and cheese I don't think belongs at the Fourth of July celebration. I don't. I, I think I think you keep it classic: potato salad, beans. I hot think dogs, you might hamburgers. have just solidified your non-invite. To every 4th of July. Yeah, Look, if mac and cheese is there, I'm definitely eating it. I just don't believe that it is a 4th of July. Uh, it's uh, too much work for side. him to bring to the 4th of July party. That's yeah. what I heard. I mean, we could all get some like crap easy mac and bring it there. That's but. not the same. We but all anyway, know. How, we how, all know. How, how was y'all's 4th of July? I ate 55 hot dogs. You ate 55 hot dogs and buns? 55 hot dogs and buns. And how long? Hour? An hour? An hour? Wow. That's... No, I'm kidding. I didn't eat that many hot dogs, but I wish I kind of did. Speaking of hot dogs, though, I'd be impressed. Thanks, Joey Chestnut leading America. You know what? He forced that conversation. He forced it to happen. He did. Willed it. He told them it was going to happen. God bless that man. Hey, real quick, round of applause for Joey Chestnut. You're right. He's honestly an American hero when you really think about it. The fact of the matter is this too. He's from Indiana, so he's representing all Hoosiers. There you go. That's why I love to see from him. Well, he he, he should have told him that, uh, look, we're doing this. Like, we got a little break in the rain. We're going to do this. Oh, my favorite part, he was like, I'm going to go get the guys, and we're going to make this thing happen. It was off his schedule, too. Joey Chestnut. So if y'all didn't watch the uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest for 4th of July, then uh, what are you doing? Are you really an American? Uh, But Joey Chestnut ate 62 hot dogs and buns. Not even, I think the next... Guy was like 40, 48 or something like that. He blows yeah. everybody out of the water every year. The this was what thirteen or fourteen? I don't know. It, it, ever since Kobayashi left, I was going to say that's yeah. the only one that ever competed against him. Yeah, and he was a stud. Yeah, that's the uh, the whole controversy behind it. But um, sixty two hot dogs and buns. Uh, he smoked the field way under what they. Uh, predicted, I think it was 76, which was the record. That was the over under on the betting odds too. So it was like wow. Um, Oof. That's insane. You could try. We'll chalk it up to it was off his schedule. His planning was down, like all that stuff. That's true. He also dealt with a lot of stress before that match. And I'm sure that might have something to do with your eating. All those hot dogs up. are stressful in itself. It's a daunting task. Like, also, I I was talking to our uh, one of our coworkers here at Five Star, and you know, the fact of the matter is this, guys. We could set up a qualifier right here in Clarksville. To see if we could advance to that stage of competition for hot dog eating contests. And I think we need to do it. We need to take we that should. initiative. You know, it's just, it's time. Your, your is, week, your sports invitational. Look, yeah. <laughs> there is definitely a person in Clarksville. I, I have money in my somewhere in this world. What is the insurance that we like? could put down? Uh, I don't know. Like, do you, It'd have to be something like not related to our company. Like, could, what, I wonder what kind of paperwork, what kind of paperwork you have to sign to get into that competition, got to be a release waiver yeah, somewhere. Choking in there. hazards, yeah. uh, heart attack, yeah. <laughs> uh, your future cholesterol, yeah. uh, everything. But all of those. Things. I think I could. I honestly believe I could down. How how many hot dogs did he eat? Sixty two in ten minutes. Ten minutes. 
That's six what's regulation dog size? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's, that's what's the regulation dog size? That's there the too? question. Enough, Jeff. I because I'm thinking minutes? of it like if you go like okay, everybody who's ever been golfing, yeah, you make the turn at nine, get you a dog, yep. you move on to ten. Yep. Sometimes when you get that hot dog, it's a pretty small hot dog with a small bun. I've never I've never eaten a golf course hot dog. Oh, John, nice. you don't you? I don't think you've ever played real golf then. No, usually it's like corner beer, corner beer. In my in my old corner days. beer, yeah, yeah, hit the corner, cart girl beer. Oh, yeah, like restock. The I usually cooler. stock up the cooler before. Oh, number one. Jeff's one of those. Bringing it comes prepared, beer. dude. I just make sure the cooler's stocked. I'll go into the golf shop and All make right. sure to order from them. Yeah, All he right, gets a hot dog. I gotta, yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta make sure. But yeah, sixty-two. But hot that's dogs. what I'm saying. Dogs are small. Some yeah. of those hot dogs are small. Not you go the to Nathan's. A, you go to see. I didn't think so. I didn't think so either. I think I could eat twenty hot dogs in ten minutes. Oh, Christian, I think that's a problem. That's That's a bad idea, though. That is two dogs a minute? Two dogs a minute. I mean, that's not not undoable. It is definitely, you're going to hit a wall probably around like 10. But um, I think he hits a wall at seven. You guys got to give me a little respect, We're just They call me downtown C. Brown for a reason, guys. Right. We're looking out for you, though, Christian. But uh, yeah, Fourth of July was fun. We took it off to, uh, you know, just relaxing out family, friends. Uh, But we're back. We got sports to cover. Uh, This is the slowest time of sports in the year. But we still got some awesome stuff for you. A lot of movement happening uh, with Austin P in the transfer portal, especially in baseball. Uh, We got an associate head coach moving in conference, uh, we've got a new cross-country and track and field coach. We're going to get into all of that, uh, and let's kick it off with uh, the baseball news, Jeff. We have a new uh, – we don't have a new coach, but we have a former coach that is heading to be a new head coach at Queens. Yeah, Austin Peay's associate baseball head coach and their pitching coach, Jake Hendrick, has left Austin P, and he is going to be heading over to Queens University and taking over the head coaching job there. It's an awesome opportunity for him. Uh, this is something This is something that's really cool to watch. I mean, something about uh, in the college world, you kind of also get to watch these associate coaches get to grow up, and you get to watch these guys move on. And we kind of saw it with coaches in the past. I think of uh, most immediately Will Healy, uh, the football coach for Austin P, left here as a head coach and went to the head coaching position over in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, didn't do terrible there, and I think he actually has moved on from that school. I actually don't know where he is at now, but I think of that situation because we get to see this opportunity where a coach is now – growing in his field and he did well for austin p head coach rolling fanning said i'm excited for jake and his family queens hired the right guy for the job which is great for the a sun conference and austin p it shows we're building something special here and special people get great opportunities when that happens i thank jake and his wife danielle for believing in us a year ago and coming to clarksville this just goes to show we, we live in a world now where a lot of times we boost each other up to get those jobs, right. and this is one of those times. And, and Hendrick has done a fantastic job with Austin Peay's pitching staff. Yes, we had some struggles on the mound as far as starting pitching goes, but there were also a lot of times when the governors were battling out there with two runners on, two outs, and they found a way to get out of it. And you always want to see your staff grow, too. Yeah. And I love Roland coming out and saying these things. you know. But it also shows that people in Clarksville – aren't the only ones paying attention to the growth of this baseball team, but conference foes are even as well. So, you know, it's going to be amazing to see uh, Hendrick uh, play the Govs twice a year. Is that correct? Yes. Maybe three times even? Well, we have, yeah, we have two, I think we have two series with them. Okay. Oh, okay. That's gotcha. schedule out. Got you. 
I don't think that schedule that. is out, okay, but I okay, believe yeah. there's I believe there's two series okay. each uh, each conference team. Yeah, you know it's great to see what we we were talking about this earlier too. Just like obviously a little bit, it's a little bit different in football and baseball because like you got schemes in football, you've got like actual plays and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, moving to a conference foe, maybe he you think he takes any sort of secrets over there. I mean. Nothing that nothing that like nothing that Queens hasn't already seen. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. Like, there's too much film now. You have a full year of Hendrick as a coach for Austin P. There's just you know there's not too many secrets you can bring with you. Like if he if he's calling the umpire to go say hey look under his third string on his glove for spider tack then we know <laughs> then we know Hendrix is snitching. But, oh, man. Uh, no, 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 I highly no. doubt that's what's going to be <laughs> okay. happening. Yeah, we're we're playing, but uh, especially since Austin P's pitching is just going to look completely different. Yeah, it's a completely sure. different roster now. Yeah, no, the pitching is going to look really, really different, Jeff. And uh, speaking of that, Cubs have been uh, kind of on a on a streak of adding names in the transfer portal. Uh, a lot, a lot of names. Yeah, some big name schools too. Well, you know, and recently we just I think it was what? Well, we haven't been on. This would be our. Haven't been on in almost two weeks now, so yeah. this would have been about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. We talked about seven players that got added by Austin P immediately right after the season started. Yeah. But now we're already seeing more pitchers getting 10, added think, to this. Right? Correct. Well, eleven now, late, based off the latest news. Correct. Today. Yeah. We're going to get to that here in a minute because yeah. that's a cool story. But yeah, Govs added new pitcher Andrew Devine from Texas Tech and right hand pitcher Titan Hayes. So Andrew Devine uh, played four seasons at Texas Tech, joining Austin P uh, for the 2024 season. Um, this was announced on Tuesday. Divine, a Simi Valley, California native, had 53 appearances, 49 in relief over four seasons in Lubbock. He struck out 78 batters in 63 innings pitched. And I mean, that's a pretty good stat. Um, and then we're looking at uh, he had a 254 batting average last season, uh, 14 relief appearances, oh. and ended the year with a 1 3 record and a save. Yeah, he's, like you were saying, he's holding, holding those opponents to a 254 batting average. Yes. It's pretty, pretty solid. Pretty solid, and uh, yeah. Um, what do you what do you think about this? I, I think any time you have a pitcher that comes in to uh, on a team that strikes out one more than one batter per inning, yeah, pitch averaging that at least. Yeah, I mean that speaks for itself. He has the stuff that can make batters miss. I mean, he's know? coming from Big Twelve conference, exactly. So he's seen he's a, a lot of competitive Texas, play. Oklahoma, some big l- names. Yeah, a lot of teams, and he's facing for two fifty four. Against those teams, that's pretty, pretty. Well, solid. and you know, you also have to look at though. He I mean he does have a record of one and three. I mean that it's not the best record. Yeah. But I mean, you got to give him a little bit of credit here. He's seventy eight batters well, in, and then also pitches. exactly yeah. his relief appearances. You got to look at that stuff right there. Um, see, and that's the other thing. We're, we're not really sure though on which pitchers that have been added to Austin P's roster are going to be starting pitchers and which ones are going to be acting as uh, relief pitchers. Now he, and we've added so many, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of these relief pitchers like Andrew Devine or possibly Titan Hayes maybe come in and just be a starting pitcher off the bat. So it looks like he's made only four starts yeah. over his entire career with Texas Tech. Well, so, you know, right then and there, I'm I'm guessing he's going to be a bullpen arm. Well, Jeff, that, that raises an important question. I mean... I don't think that we're going to see a pitcher by committee like we kind of seen this past year and even the year before that. I think I think we're going to see definite roles, especially with all the names that they've added, and I think they're going yeah. to make that very clear. Now, whether that means that he's going to be a clear reliever or they want to transition him into a starting role. Well, there's been many pitchers who 
in the major leagues at least, who have been able to play that role, whether it be starting or a relief pitcher. One name that comes to mind just because we're in Braves country technically is Sean Newcomb. Sean Newcomb spent a season with the Atlanta Braves playing as a starting pitcher, did very well that season. Offseason came and went. The next season had him starting as a starting pitcher, ended up having to put him right back into relief because it was just a bad season for him. And I believe it continued to be a bad season. I mean, and on that note, one of the biggest names, one of the best starting pitcher, Adam Wainwright, was a reliever. I don't think I knew that. Adam Wainwright was a reliever. He was one of the crucial relievers in the 2006 World Series run for the St. Louis Cardinals. Not to... He was like a you he was like mouth. a he was like a Craig Kimbrell type of pitcher. I mean, he would come out and smoke. He did, his curveball was just yeah. so so deadly. So here's my opinion now. He probably needs to go back to the relief kind of. No, I think it. it what it's, you, it's, it's, He has the highest ERA no, right now. Of, it, it's not that point. It was a. They're just, trying to get him those two more wins, and I think that once he gets to 200, if he can get those two more wins, I think that it's that's it. Yeah, I think um, so too. And th- this is nothing against Adam Wainwright. This is. Just it's it, it's, time. It's, it's time. Um, it's one of those things where you start to see your player like John. I, it seems like it's it's probably not your favorite player. I don't know, but Wayne. Yeah, Wayne Wright. I love Wayne. Woody Wayne is one of the best yeah, characters. He said favorite though. Yeah, but I was just saying this is one of those moments where you start seeing those players that you look up to that you just love, and you kind of start to see them kind of deteriorate yeah. in their performance. Man, and it's for fans. It's it's, it's hard tough. to watch because you're like, man. You're at this point. You are now just kind of making it hard to like let it happen, yeah. and that's where you're kind of like, "Ish, well, how do you do like, that?" But uh, but yeah, that not to get too far off track. That's kind of what we were uh, getting into. Of is this, is he going to stay a reliever? Is he going right. to turn to a starter? Where is he going to be most beneficial? I think that's something that Roland Fanning is going to have to figure out. Um, that's a fun problem to year. have. It's a though. fun problem to have, especially with an experienced arm, man. Exactly. Right. exactly. Well, then let's take a look at uh, Titan Hayes here. So Hayes is joining the Governors after completing a season at San Jacinto College. Uh, this is uh, in Need, Oklahoma. So in his season with the Ravens, Hayes made 16 appearances, had a three to zero record with a save, struck out 37 batters in 23 innings, and pitched and posted a 2.7 ERA. Not a bad ERA to be looking at. Um, and also the, str- uh, the strikeouts to innings looks really good too. Yeah, and you know the thing about this, I think that's such a cool transfer uh, situation for him because yep. he pitched in the MLB draft league this summer. Uh, the league is a showcase for top draft-eligible prospects leading up to the weekend's MLB draft, which happened last week. Uh, so, you know, he has, he's been playing throughout the summer in probably a very highly competitive league. So he's, he's fresh and he's ready to instantly make an impact on this team. So was, did he declare for the draft and just to see, kind of see where his standing was? Or so I think the is this league... kind of a, uh, like, see where, you, see where you are, look, without actually having to declare for the draft? Probably I'm, I'm guessing the, the second I think that's thing, what yeah. that yeah. is. The yeah. MLB draft, like, I don't know too much about it, to be honest with you, but I've heard it is kind of like more of like a camp type situation. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah, it, it speaking of MLB draft, it happened, what was it, last this, week? This, last week? This past weekend. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, this oh, past, great story. This past weekend, and, you know, Austin B had a player sign after free agency. We'll get into that later, but, uh, you know, the... Um, the MLB draft was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see, though at least he's getting out there in the prospect game, and uh, the Cubs know what they have, and they probably have some major league insight in that, well, too. Well, 
real quick too, the biggest takeaway uh-huh. from that, the six foot two uh right handed pitcher had a pitch clock actually consistently had a pitch clocked at ninety six to ninety seven miles per hour My on goodness. his fastball. So he's bringing in heat. So that that's and he he was a reliever too, right? I believe so, based yeah. off his innings pitched. So the so the Govs are addressing definite relief pitchers. Yeah. Um, is this? Do we think that this is a Roland Fanning tactic? As to far as well, like maybe just, maybe we just maybe he just isn't a fan of a using ta- a long term. Ta- that's a rough tactic because if you I agree use those arms every night. I know they're only throwing but, one or two innings, but like still over every day you got to get warmed up. You got to do this. You. But talking about relief pitchers starting, that is not an abnormal conversation. No. no. Teams have done that. I think it's more uh, normal for a starting pitcher to make a transition to being in a relief role right. if he's struggling or you know, right. his arms kind of I think that's the beauty of college like baseball, though, because like you saw at Tennessee, Chase Burns, last year yeah. started this year relief pitcher. You okay, uh, by the way? Do you want to talk about it? Dude, okay, no. So, <laughs> look, there's rumors he might come back. Huh. Like, there's it, recent I mean, he posted Wake Forest on his Instagram. Like that's probably trying to tease a little bit, try to get more nil so money. May, may, maybe you maybe, never know. Here's, here's, oh, that's oh, a, t- look, you're dude, a big name at Tennessee we're, baseball. We're not yeah. to get too far off track, but ten- look, I'll tell you this right now: Tennessee fans are not worried whatsoever right now. What they've done in the transfer portal and the big names that they brought over—they're supposed to be the number one ranked preseason ranked team next year. Wasn't were they the they first? Were two. They were two last yeah. year. Okay, and they made. College World Series, the final five teams. Oh, they weren't final the final five. two. Though. You guys got beat out by number five. You guys got beat out by number five. It's a tough tournament. It is a, you're it, right. It's honestly, a very tough tournament, and you guys got beat out by the winners of that tournament. So I'll give you that. It's the it's one of the best tournaments. But I mean, it, Tennessee sports has been ranked like projected high in every category every season, and I feel like they never hit that well, projected. K- Kentucky's kind of the same way, so I can't say much don't, on that. Don't ever, don't ever that's compare. Fair. But that's Kentucky, Kentucky sports. Yeah. Tennessee sports. Oh, yeah? Don't ever compare. Okay, okay. Because they're not in the same conference. They're not on the same level, Jeff. Come on. Okay. Same level. Um. Anyway, that was uh, some cricket, of the moves cricket. that Austin P. Uh, has made in like yeah like we said ten players they're really getting after it this offseason. Roland Fanning is trying to make a uh, statement. Well yeah, and then that first batch of players that we talked about, there was a couple of great hitters lined up in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's added. I think I want to say there's what about four big hitters. I'm kind of blanking on their names right now, but there hasn't been a whole lot comparative to the pitchers that Roland Fanning has added. Um, yeah, we, were just, thinking, we were thinking about doing like a little breakdown of all, all the, we'll signees. have to do a full episode yeah. as like kind of towards the end of the summer, maybe as far as like, these are who, this is who is added because yeah. they're really, I feel like we've already done 10. This would be what? 13, 11. Th- 11. So um, now that we've gotten to this point, I feel like there's going to be more added as we go. So we, we'll probably have to revisit this at some point. Speaking of another addition real quick, I ride too. So a former Clarksville Academy pitcher joined the Govs 2024 roster as well. Sean Scott. Hey, let's who, give it up for Sean. Yeah. He returns to Clarksville to pitch for the Govs after spending three seasons with the Tennessee Volunteers. Well, he, so he, he's coming off an Tommy John surgery in 2022, so he only made three appearances in 2023 season. Yeah. But it's he's a left-handed pitcher, which is the first of this uh, draft or not draft class, but recruiting class. So it's it, it's a huge statement by Roland Fanning right there because you know in key situations you do need that lefty on the mound. Yeah, and I think I think you know 
he just had a kind of a little bit of a tough draw up at UT when he had that Tommy John surgery. And yeah. like, I, that's what I was about to say. The way UT is the way you, uh, the way UT's uh, pitching staff is up there. It's like coming back and then like trying to insert yourself, unless well, you are like their yeah. ace of and, ace. Yeah. And Tennessee, I think it's also fair to say that Tennessee is not in a rebuilding year, Never. and they no, are no, they're no. pushing they're pushing hard. Like they are going to win and they are going to try to reach for the national championship. And, this one, and unfortunately, yeah. it's really hard to do that when you have somebody on your roster who's not producing or you're not playing. You want to be able to have that roster spot for somebody who one you're confident in and two um I think it was doesn't mutual. have any injuries. And, and like don't get me wrong, this guy has had a great career. I mean and he could Tommy light John, up this season. Yeah. You never know. This is an awesome opportunity it's great, for great him. great opportunity for Austin yeah. Peay and for him, yeah. yes. him to get him to get some work in and then Austin Peay to get a great player uh that just unfortunately Kind of fell through the cracks a little bit after an injury. I mean, it happens. Can, baseball world yeah. is completely different than football world. Baseball world, you can get picked up playing in the sandlot, and I believe especially that, with this transfer portal yes. era that we're in. Yeah. I mean, and then and then you add on top of that all the different international ways to get into the major league baseball world. Yeah. Like, there's so many avenues to make it happen. I'm not saying it's like everybody has an opportunity to do it, but somebody who just falls through the cracks in that situation. It's very easy for you to go pick up somewhere else. And yeah. Austin P is a great school to do that. And a great proof of that is because Austin P just had Garrett Martin sign with the Yankees right after the MLB draft. Yeah, no Garrett Martin um, signed with the Yankees as an undrafted free agent. 2023 season just lit it up, 333 batting average, an on-base percentage of 460, uh, 461, and a slugging of 709. Uh, 6 3, 55 hits, 13 doubles, 15 home runs, 46 RBIs, and uh, yeah, 55 runs scored. A big contributor. I think that would be the perfect word to describe Garrett Martin last year was a contributor completely around, whether it was him scoring the runs, him bringing in the runs, just all around, and uh Finally got his just desserts when he signed with the pinstripes. Yeah, and the important thing to note, too, after doing some background research on this, Martin joins the Yankee farm system that was ranked as the 13th best in Major League Baseball by MLB.com in March of this year, which is kind of like they've fallen down the the list a little bit. Usually you see them having the top prospects well, in all of baseball. They're not the only ones who have lost their farm system. <laughs> uh, the Atlanta Braves still struggling with theirs. The Atlanta Braves used to have the number one best farm system in all of Major League Baseball for years, actually. Yeah. Um, Did they? Yes. Did they? Yes. Oh, the Gwinnett Stripers. Oh, the St. Louis, dude. This Memphis Red Birds. Triple a team. There was a, I think there was a strong period of time where Gwinnett was just winning every year. But... This is a really cool opportunity for Garrett Martin. He's going to be able to go out there to Yankees, and he gets a huge opportunity to showcase what he has, and he gets that that really cool moment where he gets to step up there in New York and uh, see if he can put the big boy cleats on. Yeah, and the story also says, like, you know, this is important to note, they only drafted three outfielders in 20 rounds in this draft. So he's going to have a chance to make an immediate impact, possibly. So I was listening to a couple of different sports shows this past week, and they were talking about the NFL, uh, not the NFL draft, the uh, MLB draft and um, how the draft importance, like, you know, with money, signing bonuses, uh, a lot of these guys are going to be living off their signing bonuses uh, yeah. until they can make a uh, show yeah. or some actual money. Because yeah. I think the uh, the 
league average or whatever that they're making right now is like forty thousand dollars. But it it was uh, increased this past year. No, to it's, four, like to like forty. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's like I thought it was up to seventy. No, it was. It's still like really low. But but what, it's also very. Di- it also differentiates yeah. between your level in the farm system. So you, I mean, you have single A, double A, triple A. Exactly. But then on top of that, you also have weird contracts where people are getting signed for short stints in major leagues, but then they are dropped right back down into triple A. You still get paid big league contract money once you drop back down yeah. because you have now played you gotta for that you team. Gotta get, you got to get up. You got to get the call, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was kind of what was bringing me to my next point. One of the big things that they were emphasizing, too, is, and this is nothing against any of the guys who went undrafted or in, like, third, fourth, fifth round or anything like that. Really, the first and the second rounders are the guys that are getting pushed up in through the ranks and getting more major league looks. And whatever. I would say that, that's who they're really developing and trying to develop. Now, not to say that these guys like Gary Martin, who signed as an undrafted free agent or like an either third, fourth or fifth rounders, they're not going to have just as much of a chance too. you pl- get on that field. You play best guys going to get on the field, but they're definitely like the odds are not as in his favor. I would, I would disagree with that. I think well, rounds a, one through 10 have a legit, chance maybe it's an invest- it's maybe an invest- one through six it's an, it's an investment thing rounds one and two they're paying good money yeah but them. i would say the money goes down dramatic dr- dramatically I'm talking after bonuses. second round i'm talking after, yeah yeah it's only the first round really actually the top 10 picks that get that huge signing bonus i think paul Skeen signed a 9.7 million dollar signing bonus deal if I'm mistaken, Paul Skeen, Paul Skeens will because Paul Skeens is going to be in the major leagues in about. I, he's going to be in next year probably. Yeah. I could see him literally playing next year. Yeah, I think Paul's, he's just ready. But, but that's kind of where where we're getting at too is yeah. like they want those top dra- draft prospects and yeah. But um, I think it's see, and that's uh, the thing. A lot of these people who are going later or undrafted, there's raw prospects. Like they are, they, but they can like, develop. Coaches for the major league system are like, cool. This guy has a whole lot of potential. Paul Skeens, I can if I have to yeah, exactly. Yeah, if I had to, I could throw him into a position right now, yeah. and he could let me survive until I found somebody so that I can train him to be a major league. However, you're, an undrafted player is probably more seen as somebody who we want to develop, provide depth, it, correct, it's low and provide ri- low depth, risk, low risk, high reward. That's what that was pretty much correct. what I was getting okay. at. Yeah. It was nothing against Garrett Garrett yeah. Martin or anything like that. Or like it's those. Lo- later it is incredibly low risk, high reward. Um, it's just got to show out. Got so just out. as the Yankees are hoping he does well, everybody here in Clarksville is hoping exactly. he does well. Because Garrett Martin, hey, He's congratulations. Getting to the freaking show in the Major League system, and that is something that no one can take away from him. So and congratulations. The Yankees, dude. That's, uh, that's the, huge. That's Come the on. coolest thing about this story. I, I despise the, the Braves, franchise, but, but you know it's a historic yeah. organization, yeah. too. So I think that's a really unique point, too, yeah. to make. Good for him. For sure, yeah. No, and uh, speaking of baseball, we've got a baseball field coming. Yeah, yeah we do. So, so we, okay, this possibly broke. we yeah. might add possibly nothing has been voted on for concrete, but this has been. I don't think it's a vote though. Thing is, so it? well, it, the regional planning committee has come out and they have proposed this idea to. Uh, excuse me, the developers have come out to propose this idea to the regional planning committee, and the regional planning committee is meeting on July twenty fifth. And they are going to vote on whether or not to propose this idea to the city council. Now, the city council will have to vote twice on this. Yes. Uh, the first vote 
is to approve the rezoning. Exactly. The rezoning is going to be going from resi- or from commercial use, I believe, and it's going to be moved into a mixed use lot. It's, so it's going there's from po- there's a lot of politics behind that too. So that's, well, there is, yeah. but that's just a little bit of a background as to where we're at. With the site, it's the, so it's going from industrial to uh, yeah, uh, because that was the former site of the Vulcan, uh, the Vulcan plant. Yes. and now so it is. it's thirty acres of land, and they're trying to transition it, and not only into just a baseball stadium, nope. but retail and dining establishments. Then also, you're going to see um, a hotel, possibly. Then also outdoor venues. Then also, you're going to have a lot of green space, so large sidewalks, crosswalks. Uh, then also, uh, I think I believe outdoor plazas. Did so, you say residential neighborhood too? The, oh yeah, there's a, there's I left the one, one of the, the biggest parts. things off that. So they're building a multifamily uh, neighborhood. Yeah. In this on this thirty acres of land as yeah. well, if it passes. And at first, you have to get it approved, the rezoning approved before anything else can progress forward. Yeah. There's a de- there's definitely a few meetings that have to be had before anything is concrete. Yeah. But Christians, like we said, I mean, it's just. There's only a few things that have to really get done for this thing to become possible. One is that rezoning that's going to have to happen. That we'll find out on July 25th. Yeah. I'm really excited to see that. Well, I would love as, to see it. Well, I, we'll find out if the rezoning happens. I would, I would and love then, to see it. The only thing is uh, just getting down there, that's going to be tough. So the thing about it is they won't approve the zoning Correct. on the 25th, but they're going to re- recommend for approval or disapproval. Yeah. Just to clarify real quick. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, I think the... Uh, it, it's all it's all great, and I think that uh, that would be something really neat. And we're going to get into what we might think it is, but well, you know, and Mayor Pitts also said that this was something that he wanted. To, well, he didn't directly say that this is what he wanted to do, but he talked at one point about um, wanting to put something really cool right there. We were at the Kiwanis meeting a couple of weeks oh, absolutely. ago, and he said that we I mean we have this lot thirty some thirty plus 30 acres. acres, and he 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 just said that, that something cool should be put there especially with the neighborhood surrounding it and austin p right down the road and i think this was awesome now the question is who's going to play there um so and that's that is a good question yeah so from my contact my source i spoke with he mentioned that there have been internal discussions about a minor league team whether it's a major league affiliate or not playing in the stadium now, like, what do you mean, like an independent league or yeah, like the Whirly so, Birds? Uh, an independent league team. So, yes. like, what the Clarksville Coyotes used to be. Yeah, yeah, of things of those yeah. sort, but on, um, probably on a larger scale than that. So, th- keep that in mind. But also, he mentioned that uh, Austin people may play there a couple times a year. Uh, Are you going to get some that. bananas? That would be fun. <sighs> that would be awesome. So, I mean, it, it there's a blank canvas with who yeah. plays in that. Yep. Stadium. What do you think? I would love to see a major league affiliate make the move. So, but what, what, how realistic what, what, is that? Yeah, especially with the timeline. How would that even know? Look? Especially so let, with we already have teams in Memphis and Nashville. So yeah. let's let's and uh, and Knoxville. Chattanooga Severe and Knoxville. Yeah, let's uh, same thing. Sevierville. Um, Chattanooga like, has Chattanooga red, red, red trash pandas, don't they? Is it okay. They're called the Trash Pandas? Yeah, I think that's so. incredible. I'm thinking of the uh, Tennessee Smokies. That's not that's See, that's up in the Smokies. point is though, it, yeah. it's endless. We have a lot. Yeah. But so, here's the thing, Tennessee is a baseball state. We just had 22 people go drafted from Tennessee into the Major League Baseball the so league. What and me and Christian were talking about this earlier. How let's get into that minor league affiliate. Like how would that work 
if like talking about Major League Baseball affiliate. How would that work? Because we there's always there has been discussions of an expansion team coming into the Major League Baseball, and Nashville has been a possible location for that. If they expand, they are coming to Nashville. Well, I believe that with my. You whole believe heart. that to be true? Well, yep. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays they almost. Well, my whole entire my whole getting, my so whole theory on the Tampa Bay yeah, my exactly. whole my whole thought on the Tampa Bay Rays originally was that the Tampa Bay Rays were going to, to move to Nashville. Uh, I I had said that about five years ago. Um, they, shockingly, they, they shockingly they have pushed harder for an expansion team in Nashville. Yeah. But I say that to also say there have been people who have looked at Tampa Bay to move to Nashville so, because they were already thinking about moving to Canada. So if you have an if you have a major if you have a major league team in Nashville, can you also have the Brewers minor league affiliate in the, uh, the Sounds? Why still, not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I, maybe I'm just I've never heard of it. But is that something that traditionally happens and the thing about it is too you gotta yes. think about this Maybe. mississippi braves but where are they, they in play mississippi? in mississippi that's a state though correct is that not i a- mean like yeah but like, you could have a minor league affiliate not like but two nashville based two nashville based like a major, minor league teams no like a minor league team in yeah. the AAA affiliate of the sounds in the same city as major league expansion team because it's going to be in Nashville. So think about this. You know how the Sounds have tra- changed organizations multiple times throughout their existence. Mm-hmm. What if they did that again? But when that expansion team came to Nashville, it's under them. Imagine if there's an injury in a short yeah, period of time. That's, that I don't be, think that's how it works. That would. I mean, it could work like that. I mean, that it would could. Be, yes, but I don't think that that's how. I don't think that that's how that they would, would be, go. That would I be mean, I don't, con- I don't know, but it's a possibility. Be, yeah. That's that what I'm saying. That would be very convenient. It would be very convenient. But it I, would. I, I think it and would be... And almost unfair, I feel like. A right? little bit. Imagine, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, imagine you have an injury, short notice, and then all of a sudden you have to call up a right-handed pitcher to come up and start. Again, yeah, I feel like that would be... I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying, don't shut it down. No, it's no, a possibility. I think now, that would I'm not shutting it down. I'm just saying the more likely possibility is if Nashville gets an expansion team, what will happen is a team that is already um, winding down on their contract with their affiliate would just be picked up by the Nashville team. So, and it would not necessarily be the team that is in a state of Tennessee. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I feel like that is just the more plausible way. To so the sounds would cease to sounds would cease to exist, and I don't think so. I mean, maybe maybe the sounds cease to exist, and then a double A or a, tr- a so the a thing is, is the sound stadium. The sound stadium was built to grow. Right. And they've already started that process. Since they've already started that process, I feel like the money's already been invested into that. So I feel like the Nashville Sounds are going to have to stay. It's such a good... Yeah, the, the, their stadium, even though it's big enough to grow, it's yeah. not big enough to grow to is, a major league stadium. And this is all in reference to what is going to be for that field here in Clarksville. Is there going to be a single A? That's what we were getting at. Took the long way around it, but I just, is there going to be a single A or a double A affiliate possibly in Clarksville. It's, if it's we get an affiliate, if we get an affiliate here, I wouldn't be surprised if that hurts our chances on getting a major league team in Clark. No, not in, Clarksville? in Nashville. If we got one here in Clarksville, yeah. if we got a minor league team here in Clarksville, I think that that might hurt our chances to get a major league team in Nashville. Why so? Um, because I feel like it would be almost saturating the Nashville market. I don't There's a lot can, of baseball in Nashville. I don't know. I don't know that they care that much about that. I don't know, man. I just don't. I mean, you got. No matter what, got, this would be great for the Clarksville community. Oh yeah, no, it's great for the community. I'm excited for this to happen. I just don't know if you have a yeah. I just don't know if I, I. I like the idea of it. 
there's just no clear vision on who's going to be playing there. There, there is a lot of legit. If that were and to if happen, we're going to be building something, I think some people would like the answer as to like, well, why are we building it? Well, a you sing, know what I mean. A single A affiliate would make the most sense. Like that's not huge building. That's correct. Not, um, I, now that, I feel like we're, I feel like that's probably the most plausible. Or an that a, is a where plus, that's that's a, a better a conversation plus, to have. Yeah. Not necessarily as to who's going to be playing there. I think it's kind of obvious that we're going to try to get a minor league affiliate. What level of affiliate? Will probably be single A. Well, first things too, we need to we need to make those roads a little bit wider down there to get. That's a tight. That's a I whole mean, other that's conversation. A, that is a, that's a tight area for a football for a baseball. Well, for whatever, stadium. What, for whatever goes there, that it's going to be. I mean, we got to think. You have baseball, and then you have retail definite, neighborhoods, definite make arena. Definite, well, well, I'm just thinking of the parking on that 30 acre lot. Right. I mean. If you, if you have look all those the, people living there. If you look at the development proposal and the uh-huh. the pictures with it, there's a lot of unused territory for the parking as well, since it is 30 acres we're talking about. So I think it, there's going to be plenty of space. Um, I just want to mention this, too. The stadium will also include ample seating capacity, premium amenities, and cutting-edge technology technology to ensure the highest level of comfort and entertainment for Did they say how many seats? They did not specify See, how many, and that's another thing. Like, what are we like talking? Ample like, seats. four thousand, five thousand? I'm not sure. That, I mean, as we continue to report on this, we'll, yeah, we'll stay tuned. Stay up to date. ClarksvilleNow.com. Get those text alerts. Get that uh, the new Clarksville Now app. Uh, we'll keep you updated with everything as we watch Chris Smith go by the window right <laughs> now. Uh, it's like he knows. Um, but yeah, no, that's really cool to see coming to the Clarksville community. That uh, lot's just been sitting there for uh, years, and it is really cool. That they're going to be doing some fun stuff with that. Moving on to uh, national news. We're going to get into these last two topics. Um, first off, we had some uh, sound waves going through the college football world. Uh, one of the guys who probably we thought was the most secure coach in college football had a 17-year yeah. uh, career uh, with Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald fired from the team after being suspended um, for uh, team hazing allegations. Well, allegations, yes, but it was almost kind of self-admitted when uh, the whole football team sent a letter to the what, administrative. Was it, I, was, I don't think it was. It was whole- signed the entire team, literally. But then now the you have- sign line was. The entire team. Well, like, now you have players coming words. out refuting that too, and you have some players coming out. It's a messy situation. It is definitely not the best situation. Pat Fitzgerald, from his statement that he posted on Twitter, the one that I saw on Twitter, um, looks like he was going to try to go after some legal action here for wrongful termination. Um, it, because he he yeah. he and the letter that the player signed signed i put in air quotes um state that he had no knowledge of what was going on that's the whole thing is that the coaching staff said that they had no knowledge of this and that right i don't even know did the players say that they knew i i it's if well that hey that see that paper that was signed the entire team i want to know how truthful that is it makes more sense if you have everybody sign their name there was a couple whistleblowers that was really what that's what i'm saying like somebody had to break this out like it wasn't like there's a rumor going around the i don't know how much we want to delve into we can talk about rumors So there was a rumor there was one one i can't remember the kid's name he was a scholarship uh one of the scholarship quarterbacks that was a starting quarterback and uh he did not he got benched oh. uh, for a walk-on quarterback, mm-hmm. and uh, the timeline is like he gets benched, new guy starts, 
whistleblower complaint to the NCAA, um, like in that order, like within oh. all within a few months or something like that. And he was the first one to crack it off or something like that. But uh, the the whole thing was that Pat Fitzgerald, quote unquote, knew that these hazing right. were going on. But what doesn't make any sense to me is he was the only one who got fired for it. The entire rest of the staff got to stay. Yeah. So you fire the one guy who's set to make $41 million. Well, look, and that's that's unfortunate, but in these situations— And I'm not defending Pat Fitzgerald, either, no, by the way. Yeah. All I'm saying is in any of these types of situations, one, it should never have happened. Right. Two, somebody has to answer for it. And unfortunately, he is the head coach of that program, which means he is the face of that program. These are all allegations, too. I, look, I, I am not one— to move like this, right. like Northwestern did on allegations. I think there's a lot of questions up in the air about what happened because I think a lot of people don't. I think nothing is clear yeah. on the situation. I think things but happen. I still stand by the fact that somebody has to answer for what happened. And clearly something had to have happened. From from an athletic department standpoint, too, real quick, you have to look at, you know, as the head coach. You should know all things that are happening with yeah. your team, too. And if you're not facilitating an environment where players feel comfortable yeah. coming to you and telling that's you huge. something that's going on, that is something to look into. I, I think the one thing I wish they would have done at Northwestern is conduct some sort of long investigation into the matter before pulling the trigger and firing. Well, you know, it, it looked like they did conduct an did investigation, they? but it, it was after, How it long after so the quick. news broke? It, I mean, this all happened, what, John, within a week? Three was, days? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... I feel like it was very short. It was very short. It was like the news broke. Two days went by. We saw... A le- I saw the letter from the team. They had and then another day went by, was, and I think 11, I saw his it was 11 statement. Cur- it was 11 current or former players. It wasn't 11, like, current play. It wasn't all, all players 11, that were current. Wait, 11 current and former players yeah, so came, came forward. In this letter. Okay. Acknowledging the hazing. Um... So, in the, uh, that doesn't look. We're not saying that this didn't happen or anything. Too no. like none. This should not be happening on no. team. Like winning cultures don't. Yeah, no. Well, they're not a winning culture. Peyton right. Manning said it best. These guys are here to help you win, and they're. He was talking about rookies, but he was like, "Rookies are here to help us win, and if we want them to help us, we should probably be nice to them." Yeah. Uh, it's. I want to say it's it's an unfortunate situation all around. It is. Um, he was. He it's was, sad. He was due to make a lot of money. Uh, this is a guy that loved this university. He, he was a legend there when he was a player. Been there seventeen years. Yeah, seventeen um, years. That's not in but, coaching in yeah. coaching years. That is insane. But again, if he knew that this was going on and did nothing about it, then obviously that is grounds. And then, and it dismissal. seems everything that I come out, everything that comes out, is pointing to that. It has been going on for a while. Yeah. And if something goes on for a while, you need I'm know. more inclined to think that you knew about it. Yeah. Here's the cool part of the story, though. So since the head coaching positions opened up, Coach O has came out and said he would be interested possibly in taking over that Northwest program. No. Oh, my goodness. I don't think. That is, a, he, that is, he, one, he of the, that is one of the yeah, highest. He might be interested, but I don't think that is, one of the, that is one of the highest academic journalism schools in the yep. nation. It's like number two next to Missouri. Okay, but they also have a, probably a top 10 facil- football facility yeah, in they, the nation they put as the well. On that. They put the halt on that after the story. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you positive? Yeah, I'm positive. They put, they stopped, like, they paused it for right now, like, their renovations to the stadium and all this, because, like, this is a mess. Yeah. I mean, clearly, they still have plans if it's just paused. They're not going to just 
Well, it's NCAA. All construction. Is NCAA getting involved yet? I guarantee you they will. Because, like, if there's a lawsuit coming. They might be freaking out that they might not have a season next year. Like, there's a lawsuit. That's how big hazing is. Season season as in who? Northwest? Yeah. Northwestern. 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 I said that earlier, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's. It is a terrible situation. We'll have to just keep following it. Uh, but let's move on to a little bit of happier or sadder news, depending on how you look at it. Um, the MLB trade deadline: Who's buying? Who is selling? Uh, what do y'all? What do, what do y'all two guys got? Well, well let's, let's uh let's look at the Cardinals. Real I want to talk about the Cardinals yeah. for a little bit. I mean, so I mean, we can. The, so I, the organization's before, president came out and said before that, you before you say what Mo said. Here, how how would I do? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So, I got the quote pulled out. Uh, Cardinals president of operations, John Mosellac, known clown. Uh, that was not in the um, that was not in the quote, but uh, that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, Mosellac in the interview below said, "Right now, I can tell you that we're going to trade people. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be household names or more of guys who are just not likely to be here next year. I do not know exactly what the heck." That is supposed to mean Wainwright's gone. Um, they're not. They're not going to trade. No way. Once Wainwright, they, they won't trade Wainwright. Wainwright. Like, like I said, that's what I was, I was like. As I said it, I was like, nobody wants him. Well, he would be a great pitching coach. Like I said, he would. That's a very backhanded statement to Wainwright. <laughs> he would be a great pitching no, no. coach. Uh, no, no, no. He was good future, one time. Future, future down the road, they're going to get Wainwright. Wainwright, his final two wins. Like they're going to scratch. They're going to send him yeah. off big. Yeah. He's got to get to two hundred. Um, um, that's two more wins. And that's a struggle. But the hottest commodities on the market from that team are going to be Goldschmidt and Arenado. So Arenado is probably a stretch. So I've so I've seen Dude, they can get a lot of capital for Nolan. So yeah. I have seen multiple different like opinions, reports. A lot of people think that they're not going to touch any of them, like Goldschmidt or Arenado. Um, some of those guys. Here's the, how. Here's the interesting thing. Nolan Arenado is going to be is a Cardinal throughout 2027. Uh, that can be good or that on paper. Be, on paper, that can be good or that can be bad. Uh, that gives a potential trade spot for him. Uh, like a team's like, hey, he is going to be. Here's his contract. You can buy out his contract and pay us cash. Uh, and here is, here is like y'all have him under contract for the next four or five years. Um, Goldschmidt after next year is his contract is up. So he's gone. Someone's so somebody who wants Goldschmidt, whether it be the end of this year and then next year is only going to have a year left to Paul Goldschmidt. So where would you be okay? Arenado going? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay with having Arenado go anywhere. Like, so no, but let's be, he's your most, like, I think he might be your most expensive player right now. Actually, they, they got a, they got Nolan for kind of a deal, and they kind of, I don't want to say they screwed him over, but like he def, Nolan should have gotten paid a lot more with his contract that he just How signed. old is he now? 31. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I just feel like with his age and his price tag, he could he, he might be, he's on the chopping block at least. I think the prime candidate's Paul Goldschmidt with the contract situation. If a team's willing to take on him, then also, they probably, the team that would want him wouldn't have to give up as much capital since, you know, he probably wants out of a losing team. Know, it's not like they're going to make the postseason. I don't know. Do you think they might be able to put a little package together that includes Wainwright? I don't think Wainwright's ever leaving. I don't, I, I don't I'd like that. to think he wouldn't, but so it, I also it, wouldn't it would. be surprised if it did happen. Well, I'd well, be very surprised. Would you? Yeah. In, in another just, quote, Mosaic said, we hope we can keep our, t- uh, our core team together and then supplement it properly. 
So core team together. Yeah. So trading Goldschmidt, he was MVP of last MVP last year, uh, would be more realistic scenario than an Arnado deal in the reports, uh, as the first baseman has only one year and twenty five point three three million remaining on his contract. Arnado signed for four more guaranteed years at $109 million. I, I really don't think Aaron Otto will probably be traded, but I, I, I'm i going to put a percentage on this. I think there's an 80% chance Paul gets traded. I think off, that's really, really season. high. I think what's more likely is they'll get rid of some of those um, outfield. Some, some Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. I think that Tyler O'Neill is definitely... Like, He's, Dang, if he didn't get hurt, dude. Like the thing that is, was, you have to think about this with him. He's still 27, 28 years old. So here's my lo- here's my affair with Ty- I almost said love affair. Here's my uh, <laughs> you can say love affair. Here's my love hate with Tyler O'Neill. One, when he is staying healthy, he's been injured a lot recently. Um, when he is staying healthy, he is either mashing the ball or he is striking out, looking yeah. silly. Uh, but he's a Gold Glove outfielder too. Um, Baseball's a game of getting hot. Yeah. He, he's a Gold Glove outfielder. Another name, Dylan Carlson, uh, a former top prospect uh, who the Cardinals do like, switch hitter. Um, hey, whoa, you think they may trade Dylan? There's, I don't you, know. He was one of the ones that they refused to trade in the Juan Soto thing last year. As they should. You have to think about it like this, too. He's 22. They're not going to trade someone that's going to be a well, core of their team moving forward in years to come. The Cardinals got even a decade. You never know well, how long. The Card- I mean the Cardinals do have a incredible farm system. Like the Cardinals have n- notoriously had one of the best farm systems. Why not trade the vets then and not well, they got, then keep they've also, younger players well, they've all, like Dylan? Well, they've also got Jordan Walker who has the limited amount that he has been in the major leagues this year, he has mashed the ball. He has been on two 10 plus game hitting streaks. I think no other player, but Pujols has done that as a Cardinal for his rookie year. That's fine. But um, you could literally just going back you to Tyler move, O'Neill, you could move Newt Barr to center. You could move Tommy Edmond to center. You, you could, could mo- move Dylan Carlson to center. He is playing center. He that, is. Okay. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying is if they're really wanting to trade people to retool for next year or to try to salvage this year, somehow uh, they, they they're gonna have to let go of some names. Yeah, but it's and not gonna be think, those younger generational players. Well, who are they gonna do it with if it's not Arenado or Goldschmidt? You're gonna get well. You just said Tyler. I'm just saying. Ta- I'm just Dylan saying, Carlson. I'm just saying if they don't do Arenado or Goldschmidt, and I mean Tyler O'Neill is fine, but like who else are they gonna do? Jack Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. That's a Jordan that's Montgomery. Very, that's very possibility too. Montgomery makes a lot of sense too. Michaelis is that? His, I don't think pronounce? they would trade Michaelis. He's 34. Um. I don't know that they it's would It's not like Michael. he's in the prime of his career anymore. I, I think he's he's solid for them. He's solid. And so. I don't think he's outrageously expensive either. So I think that's... You have to look at those, I think, older players, in my opinion, when you're looking at you know teams looking to buy into someone and trade for these guys. Like Especially, you know, I think Paul's the golden chip here. Yeah, um, the Cardinals got a lot of interesting. I don't know that they're going to trade like their big prospects like Mason Wynn or uh, no, Matt Leibor. That, that would make no sense for a team that's selling, you know. Um, yeah, but they, I mean, here's unless the, they want to save the season, like you said, but I think it's kind of here's too the other thing too is like the manager at talk hand. about some, some of those big money names too. Like Shohei Otani is going to be out on the market next year. You think he'd go to St. Louis? Cardinals have talk, the Cardinals have talked about trying to go after Otani. Now the, the whole talk is him going to the Mariners. Ooh, I would. Why would he do that? 
They do have a, a crazy a young core. It's a money thing, right? I think so. So, I mean, whoever whoever can pay him $50 million. They I were swear. just chanting. They were chanting his name to go to Mariners. If to it's Seattle. the Mets, man, I'm going to have a, a coronary. It's and, not. I've heard, I've heard Dodgers. I've heard, like, those big money names. You have to think his friend, um, oh, what's his, Sonaga, I believe, Mets pitcher. This is business at the end of the day. Who can pay him 50 to $55 million I mean, the Mets have 10 the years. capacity to do that. And then also add to the they fact... They have the most, like, they have one sure, of the no, highest no. payrolls in MLB right now. I think now. they have the highest. I think they did too. Which, they're gonna call, if I was the Mets, I'd be begging people to stop spending my money. <laughs> like, quit. We, we didn't spend it and win. Yeah. So Let's think, not spend th- it and lose some more. I, th- I, think, yeah. I think it's a combination of, you know, who's going to be able to pay him that... Price tag that he deserves, which yeah. is fifty to fifty-five million dollars. He, he's got to get. He's got to get off of the Angels. He's got to get off the Angels. He's Everybody needs to get off the Angels. Mike Except, Trout got stuck. I'll tell you, they've done very well this year. They tried to so hard. They tried so hard to make a full run. Yeah, and honestly, Mike Trout didn't. Well, Mike Trout consistently performs, yeah. but. Him and Shohei Otani don't have much around them to They've tried. win those games. Anthony Rendon. They tried so hard. You know, you got oh Brandon Jory, I believe his name. Uh, he played for San Diego Padres last season, third base. Well, look at the Padres right now, dude. All that money they spent. Yeah, and- that's awful. <laughs> Man, what's crazy, though, is the Padres, they have stuck by Fernando Tatis' side. That's, that's been incredible. Well, you know, yeah. but If I was the GM, I would... But Insane. trade, but trade, trade deadline stuff. The cardinal for as for the Cardinals. Um, look, this is a this is a product of what John Mazalak and um, Bill Dewitt and the team has done. Like bring back Walt Jockey. At least we went after some dudes. Like, I mean, the Cardinals they did this themselves. They went. They needed pitching, and they did not go out and get solid pitching. Like go buy big names. You Cardinals. S- you say that, but they one of the hottest candidates on the trade market last year was Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, they, and they spent that capital to get him. But it wasn't like it was Harrison Bader though, straight up. Yeah, it, it, but it, and it and like that's the thing is the Cardinals they they spent like what one hundred sixteen or one hundred sixty million dollars. One of the two. Yeah. We need you spending like two plus, Bill. What Come the on. Phillies do. They set Cardinal like card the city of St. Louis, the Cardinals fans, they come to games. They sell tickets. Like right. they are not hurting for money. The Phillies were in your exact same it's situation. It's the media contract market contract. I mean, that's one thing, but leadership probably needs a change. Let's be honest too. What he's just sell a team? No, I'm just saying manager, general manager. No, Mose has gotta go eventually. Like, he, and I think that's been something that He should have probably been gone. He should have been gone four years ago. Well, twenty games ago even. You know, look, again, going back to the Phillies, they turned their season around last year, made the World Series, man, after they fired Joe Girardi. You know they were eight games down yeah. Ollie Marmel, from 500? Ar- Ollie Marmel's got to go. Cardinals know. I think they they know it. They, do they want to do it midseason or not? I don't know. They uh, should have on both sides, let's he, be honest. He's got to go. Uh, and honestly, Mosaic's got to go. The front office has got to go. Um, But, uh... Yeah, it's it's tough to watch, man. Like this team, I've never seen this team bad this bad. Especially it's, when you look at the stats from a hitting perspective, they're not bad. They're at not all. bad at all. They're, they're actually That's the worst part. Pretty great. Yeah. Like they especially blown, Arnado, I think they've blown. I think they have blown almost thirty saves. Which you know, coming in this season, you would have thought you know they would be one of the better bullpens. 
and to see them just well, that's what they were talking about man it's like we had fire breathers and yeah. dudes who are just rocking <laughs> and they can't get through they'll get they give up five run leads in the seventh i think that's the beauty of baseball though and like I, from a year to year standpoint Everything can change for a player. Everything can change that for a true. team too. You well, know. this team has been holding on to their bargain bin, and like, not saying that the guys that we bring up through our minor league affiliation are bargain bin or anything, but just not going out and buying. Like, this is this is the just desserts that finally came to unravel. Like, this is the thread that finally got pulled that the team is unraveled. And uh, yeah, you never know. There might be some weird Randy Johnson type material out there. That just needs to turn 36 and learn how to play baseball. <laughs> Literally. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, but seriously, Randy Johnson, he couldn't find the broadside of a barn. He can find, uh, find a pigeon though, right? Every now and then. And a bird. And a bird. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> every now and then. But I mean, he wasn't, he was over the age of 30 something. Yeah. Uh, before he became who he was. I don't think I realized that pigeon. either. He was. That's cool. It's one of the biggest stories about Randy Johnson. No, they he say shoots that, NFL games. Yeah, I mean, look, with now. pitchers, age is just a number. You look at Nolan Ryan. Like, oh yeah. They say, did you ever? You ever heard? Like, not trying to get too far off attention, but you ever hear the uh, thing that like the radar guns really did were not a thing for Nolan Ryan. Like, he was probably throwing like 110 or something I like that. Doubt it, man. I, he was. He's part. He was probably throwing, the best pitcher. They clocked him. I was about like, to say he yeah. is. They said it was the distance that the radar guns like measured or something that he was getting clocked at like ninety eight, ninety nine or something like that when he was like forty one. But he was really probably throwing like one hundred and six, hundred and seven. Probably not at forty one. No, at, it, like, you he, sure he was that dude? Uh, that was Nolan Ryan. That dude. I mean, he was built different, but that's still he hard was to believe. That dude. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Just I can believe it. Pure yeah. beat, like beating up players on the mound. The only reason why I liked watching Greg Maddox more is because Greg Maddox would fire, uh, would have the speed, but he would paint corners too. Nolan would just zoom it right by you. Great gas. I mean, Glavin Maddox. Nolan had heat. Maddox. Glavin, who had control. One? Schmoltz. John Schmoltz. Maddox, Schmoltz, and uh, one of the best pitching rotations. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, dude, that is the pitching rotation in baseball. I feel like, honestly, and this is not me being a Braves fan, but I mean, it no, is kind of me being a say, Braves fan a little bit. When you start a sentence out like that, let me you have my know, fun. Let me have my you fun. know it's going to be biased. Um, but no, see, if you, I feel like if you ask most people, what, were the, what was the best pitching rotation? The first the first thought that comes to mind is the Atlanta Braves with John Smoltz, Greg Maddox. Speaking of Braves and Phillies, wrapping up real quick right here. Do y'all see your teams doing anything at the deadline? Oh, uh, I, you guys really don't need to. Well, Jeff. see, and Alex Anthopoulos, GM for the Braves, has already come out and said that. I, I think he said there's not really much that they need to add. I was going to say, I'd be pretty content. <laughs> yeah, he said, like, I don't really picture anybody moving. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Phillies may try to go for a, another arm uh, in their starting rotation. I would but be also, bad. yeah, and, you know, first base. Rise Hoskins is on a contract here, and he tore his ACL to start the Ugh. season. So that there's a w- open hole there. Derek Hall's filling it for right now, but he's more of a bench player. Uh, I could see us going after Paul Goldschmidt. Don't you dare! Um, I, how how mad would you be if that played look, the, out? Dude, the Phillies spent so much money this off season. Like I don't like. Not, that's are what, they the second most payroll? It's we're Third? up there. Hey, you guys Probably are like top up there. five. But anyway, yeah. I don't know if first or second. I don't, is there any big names that we like expect to move in major league? 
I don't think there's anything like popped out. I mean, there have been real talks about Shohei Otani going oh, to the Mariners. Matt, but Matt Scherzer. Matt Scherzer is like another he, one. To get a, rental, show, get a rental for Shohei? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, that... Like, yeah. there was a strong push during would, the All-Star look, game. Dude, yeah. look, what if the Cardinals did get him for a rental? Like, that's a That makes no sense. When you're trying many, to save, the, save how, the season, how many games down are they? Let's take a look. I mean, I think it's probably like 13, 14. Because it's not out of the realm of possibility. The Braves know that's, that. That's very, uh, that's that. probably less than. But we're I'd the Braves. Say, we're built different. It's very unlikely for you guys to actually pull the trigger on that. Just um, because, why, why would you pull, I, pull I, a I, rental without trying I to win like, a World Series? I feel like that's too much money for the Cardinals. 11 and a half. They're is. 11 and a half games out of first place. Yeah, see, it's, I, he'd probably help you save the season, but at the same point, like. I mean, maybe you try to get him next year. I don't know if I would like a fifty-five million dollar a year player on you my. You say payroll. that, but I do until he gets hurt, like in year four or year three or something like that. And then we got a Bobby Benito situation. See, but, but, <laughs> Shohei, but Shohei's athletic, though. I don't see him. Oh, getting... shout out, happy Bob! Sorry, happy Bobby Bonito Day for all who celebrate. We uh, missed it. I think it was like last month. John, you're fired. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Do, I don't really see any other big names moving. I'm trying to think. Right. As far as like, I don't know, something will surprise us, but something definitely will. There's always something crazy that goes on during the deadline. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, I don't know, does Fernando Tatis get traded? No, no I don't think so. He's I'll just take too him young. If he wants to, you can do all the steroids you want. There's dude. just no just place for out. him to go. I mean, he's I no, that, would a, be, that would be tight if Fernando Tatis Jr. came to the St. Louis Cardinals, filling in for his dad's role as a Cardinal. That would be so tight. He might end his career there. Father, son, the uh, only guy I think the only guy to hit two grand slams in the same inning ever in Major League history. Fernando Tatis, fact. He also took drugs. That's cool. Yeah, that's amazing. It was an insane stat. It was against the Dodgers. He was talking about his dad. Oh, yeah. I thought we were still talking about Junior. It was an insane set. Two grand slams in the same inning against the Dodgers in LA. Oh, you're talking about that? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you just said two home runs. I was like, yeah. Before we end it, real quick. I want to give just everybody an update on the bet of the week. Ooh, good. Tell so, me how I'm going to lose mine money. Hit. I can't remember what mine was. It was over eight and a half, that Cardinals game. I am okay. over when it comes to betting in that the game, last three months. <laughs> that game, it was over eight and a half. I can't remember who the Cardinals playing, but it hit like in the third inning. Okay, you can't beat that. It's all right. But so there's no games today. Then games pick up back up from the All-Star break tomorrow. And my lock of the week is the Yankees winning by two runs with Carlos Rodon on the mound. Second start, uh, start since coming back from injury reserve, and they're taking on the Rockies and Austin Gomer. So hit the bet, and you'll be guaranteed to win. Here, Maybe not. Oh, I'm guaranteeing it. <laughs> oh, I have a bonus? Oh, nice. I got a bonus bet. Gamblers. No, no, no I've got a bonus bet. I'm looking. I'm seeing uh, we got Summer League. Let me see if I have a, uh, a pick real quick that I want to uh, get out here. Here, throwing down Phillies over nine and a half. Minus 105, lock it. Like uh, Phillies, Padres, uh, over nine and a half. But that's going to do it for today. Uh, for John Glass, Christian Brown, for Jeff Matthews, peace.